This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. We're back with Real Presence Live. This is Roxanne Solonen. And Wayne Sanders. And we have a guest, Brad Perron. Uh, Perron, I'm sorry. And he is someone that you may have heard of before if you listen to our sh- our program regularly here on Real Presence Radio. He's the founder of Damascus Missions and um, also the host of the show that we air on Friday mornings beyond Damascus. So, Brad, welcome to our program Real Presence Radio Live. And Roxanne, what a joy to be with you. Thanks for having me. You bet. So why don't we jump in and you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your faith and, and how you got involved in Damascus Missions. Yeah, that's great. So I'm stationed here in central Ohio on our main campus here for Damascus. I'm originally from the southern part of Ohio, which is where my accent comes from. So it sounds more Kentuckian than Ohioan. <laughs> and um, I um, really have been uh, born and raised uh, Catholic and what has really shaped my life is just um, the reality that in my steps of faith, that as I've continued to ask questions, Jesus has always provided what I believe to be the best solution. And so when I was in college, um, I was asking a lot of the questions that young adults tend to ask when they get to college, and I felt like the Lord really broke through into my life. And I was um, introduced to an organization called St. Paul's Outreach. Um, They're headquartered in the Twin Cities in Minnesota. And met some men that were living life differently, and they introduced me to an aspect of Jesus that I had never really encountered before, and uh, I saw him as a man worth following, gave my life to him there in 2014 in kind of a new way, even though I had been through all the sacraments and things, kind of began my pursuit of him individually, and from there, I've really been a part of ministry ever since. I was a part of ministry at Ohio State during my last two years there, where I studied pre-law, and then I decided to forego law school at Notre Dame or Vanderbilt to help start um, the missionary program here at Damascus, and I uh, have been a part of it ever since. I'm always curious about the age at what these which, at which these conversions kind of happen. How old were you when you had that epiphany that your life was going to go off into a different course than you'd imagined? Yeah, I was 20 years old. So what's interesting is I always say the two most important days in the Catholic life: the day they're baptized and the day they find out why. Mm-hmm. It just took me 20 years to find out why, and it was August 3rd, 2014. I was at a conference in St. Paul, Minnesota and um, was before the Blessed Sacrament and Adoration, and the Lord just really um, reached out in a very personal way and, uh, and really changed the trajectory of my life. What is the uh, heart of what you do, and, and what is the object? Like, who, who are you trying to reach, most of all? Yeah, I, yeah sorry, sorry to interrupt. No, I love that question, because that's... Uh, that's um, really something that we're still in the process of uh, figuring out fully with the masses because we, we began in uh, 2015 breaking ground on what we thought to be um, just a summer camp property. And that was when we were still Catholic Youth Summer Camp, which is still our flagship program. But um, as I joined, we quickly began to see the Lord blossom it into something that has now become Damascus. So Damascus is best defined as a community of missionaries that serve the youth of the Church through retreats, camps, and conferences. So um, our flagship program, Catholic Youth Summer Camp, operates in three states. It operates in Wisconsin, and it serves Wisconsin and Minnesota. It operates in Michigan and serves the state there, and then it operates here in Ohio on our main campus. And then we run other um, retreats and um, youth programs throughout the year, 
and we have a full-time and summer missionary program that serve those retreats, camps, and conferences. So over the course of um, this year, we will bring in 310 young adults to serve the youth this coming summer, and then we'll maintain about 72 of those young adults as full-time missionaries here in Ohio to do the other things we do throughout the year, which include confirmation retreats, high school retreats, um, middle school faith and science retreats, leadership retreats, and uh, various other things. So, yeah, a community of young adult missionaries serving the youth of the church through retreats, camps, and conferences. That's really who we are. Brad, um, so it, it seems like youth is, is a focus, obviously. And as you know, youth are leaving the church in droves right now. So this is this is a huge mission and mission field. Um, what sort of things are you seeing out there, and what advice do you have for for parents who are who are scared of this or or experiencing this? Yeah, that's a really good question. So what I would say um, about the um, young people leaving that that's something that is really good for us to be aware of, right? That five out of every six young people that are confirmed in the faith this year will have left the faith within 10 years of their confirmation. Now, when we hear statistics like that, we can think to ourselves one of two things, right? Either we need to hunker down and kind of like build a defensive wall, or we need to go out and change the narrative. And what I think was so beautiful about the pontificate of John Paul II, what I think is so beautiful about the Church today, is we're in this, uh, this new springtime where the new evangelization is alive. And, um, and really the new evangelization, I think, is best defined as bringing things that are in our head to our heart. And sometimes that can be the farthest distance in the human body, you know? And um, for young people, what, what we're seeing with Damascus is when we give young people, um, young adult mentors who are just a mile marker down the road from them, and who have encountered Jesus in a real way and given their lives to Him in a real way, it gives these young people an opportunity to see that someone who's just a, a stage ahead of them is living a life that is possible with Jesus. And I, I think that when we base any of our programs uh, here at Damascus and pilot them and, and see what the Lord has in them, we always center um, all of it around an encounter with the Eucharistic presence of the Lord. Because here's the thing, whenever we're doing a postulate work, we, we have to know that when, when people come to us, They'll have maybe messages that they hear with us that they don't necessarily get um, at the church in their small town, or they might um, be able to enter into times of worship here that are um, somewhat different than what they experience in their small town. But the universal reality of our faith is that the same Jesus who walked the earth 2,000 years ago is the same Jesus that's in every tabernacle and every church around the world. And so when we bring the young people into an authentic encounter with the Eucharistic presence of the Lord, we can, uh, we can see them give their lives to Him in a different way. So we give young adult mentors who have given their lives to Jesus, who welcome these young people into a Eucharistic encounter with, a Eucharistic encounter with Jesus, and that's where we find um, Brad, success as a ministry. Brad, this is Wayne. Uh, in our previous guest, uh, he talked yeah. about an encounter that he had that changed his life, but he said prior to that, when he was very young, his faith was strong, and as he got older, it just waned. Uh, you described that with your statistic about X number of confirmants leave yeah. after X number of years. So I, I picture uh, your uh, Catholic youth summer camp and parents trying to convince their son or daughter to go to this camp uh, at a point mm -hmm. in time where their faith is not very strong. And let's assume for the moment that 
I convince my son or daughter to go. And when they mm-hmm. get there, Brad, uh, what's the hook? What, what's the what's the thing that, that you think, look, this is our goal, that when they leave, their faith is stronger. But what's the hook when they get there? How do you, how do you accomplish yeah. that? That's really good. Thanks for asking that. Yeah, so I, I would say that it's, um, it's twofold. It's fun and it's joy. What I, what I love is there was a study done by, um, by a number of Jewish individuals who were trying to keep young people alive in the Jewish faith, and they, they spent millions and millions of dollars on studies to try to decide what's the best way to keep young people in the faith. And they ended up coming out with summer camp, believe it or not. And when they came out with summer camp, they began asking themselves, why summer camp? Like, what's the hook? And the answer was that it was fun that there was a positive experience of a faith that had been taught to them that they were now able to claim as their own. And so when we have our young adult missionaries here at Damascus, they're high energy, they're fun, they're joyful, they're relevant, they know the things in the world, but they're not of the world. And that's so big for young people to be able to experience. But wait, you actually, you know the songs that I listen to, you know the, the movies that I'm watching, you know the books that I'm reading, and yet at the same time you love Jesus in a very profound way. And that gives me something to look to. And again, we have beautiful examples in our, in our homes so often, our moms and dads and our, our siblings that, that live faithful lives. But with a young person, whenever they can have someone outside that home confirm what's being taught in the home, we're in a really good place. And Brad, what if you have, you receive kids come to camp and they're not getting it at home. Their parents are like, look, we've got to get this fixed. So here, take our two kids for however long summer camp is and bring them back better. Uh, yeah. and so you receive, you receive kids that maybe aren't getting what you would hope for at home, so they come in very solid. What if they don't come in very solid? Yeah, I love that. So what, what I would say there is that harkens back to my message uh, just on the question before about, about the Eucharist. I think that um, oftentimes um, in, the, in the world today, and we know this well, that, that some of um, us in, in our generations have been under-catechized and sometimes aren't able to walk with those young people the ways that we desire to. And with that, whenever they come to camp and they encounter Jesus in the Eucharist, what we constantly remind them of is that that same Jesus is in the church in their hometown, The Mass is available there. And, and what we're really trying to do as well as Damascus is bolster the youth ministries in the states where we are operating so that they have a place when they go back that they can find formation and they can find community and they can find mission because that's what makes faith alive in our lives. Really quickly, what it, what how would you describe the word Damascus and why you've claimed that word? Yeah, so at Damascus from Acts 9, the encounter that Paul has on the road to Damascus. Uh, Paul is going to Damascus with a specific intention, and he leaves from Damascus a very different man. And so what we, uh, what we see so often is the people that come here, uh, they have that St. Paul-type experience where they encounter the living God, and, uh, and what we say is they, they are awakened to the faith. They go into Damascus to be awakened. They go into Damascus to be empowered where they're empowered to live out their faith in their everyday lives, and they're equipped to live the life of faith in a missional way and in a way that brings other people into it, because joy is contagious, and the faith that we live is a great adventure, and we want to encourage everyone to partake in it, because um, it's anything but boring. We always tell our young people, the faith that we claim our own is not boring, it's just that we have a lot of boring Catholics sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so uh, we're going to try to not do that for the next generation. Well, I love that it's the third week of Advent, and, and that joy candle, that pink Gaudete candle, is is yeah. being lit right now, and we can we can claim that and 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 be joyful that our Lord is is with us and is coming again in in a sense through Christmas. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
On the other side of the break, we're going to take a, take a little breather here, but I, I want to hear a little bit more still about some obstacles that you have to overcome in, in, in drawing people because the culture is so strong. And I'm kind of hearing bits of it, but I want to hear a little bit more about how, how to change that tide and how to how, that initial hook even before they get there. How do, you, how do you get them there? So we will talk more with Brad Perron uh, from Damascus Missions, and we'll be right back after this break with more Real Presence Live. Stay tuned. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. I guess my two favorite programs are The Journey Home, just because I love stories, and I love stories of faith, and so almost always delightful to listen to. And then Alcrest in the Afternoon is my second favorite. Um, he has so many book reviews, and I love to read, and, you know, so many books, so little time, but I love uh, the people that he interviews, and yeah, so those are my two favorites. Yep. I, I would agree. I, I really like uh, listening to the program Returning Home, but as Sean mentioned, I have a very early adoration hour, so I, I always listen to Mother Angelica and the, and, and the Holy Rosary on the way at 3.30 a.m., and, and then I and then usually, my at least in the, in the summertime, my routine is then headed out and run through a bunch of cows and whatnot, so I usually listen to, to Morning Glory and the Sunrise Morning Show and get all kinds of fun tidbits and some news, and, and it's really refreshing and enjoyable thing, something I look forward to when I step out of the church. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. In Luke 5, Jesus invites Peter, weary from a night of fruitless fishing, back out onto the Sea of Galilee to cast his nets one more time and trust Jesus for the results. To cast into the deep is to let go of our own opinions, desires, and the way things or people should be. To cast into the deep, even where we have already fished with no results, is to let go of independence, autonomy, and self-determination. The sooner we realize that our beloved is holding us in his hands, the sooner we can get about the business of doing our Father's will, the sooner we will become disciples. Proverbs sums up this great secret lesson learned by the saints. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Let go and trust the Lord to direct your activities and your life. He knows what He's doing. Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. We're back with more Real Presence Live. We just have not too much, less than 15 minutes left of our show, but we're glad that you've stayed with us and we are having a lively discussion with Brad Perron. And he's from Damascus Missions. Uh, and he was just going to tell us about some of the, the ways that, that young people can get hooked into, into his mission. And also I'm curious about the type of people that you most like to serve Brad. So why don't you tell yeah. us about that? Yeah, that sounds great. Well, how about I start with the second part, and I'll work that into the first part. So the uh, the people that I've long had on my heart are the people that are a lot like me when they're in high school and when they're in college. And um, in all honesty, I, I was a lot like what we see in the world today. I was a young man who was putting my identity in all the things that I did and all the athletics that I was um, 
time to play and in all the uh, other pursuits that we can find ourselves in. And in all honesty, at Damascus, one thing that has been such a joy for my heart is over the last number of years since we broke ground in 2015, we've served so many different populations of people, but each um, each group always brings in kind of those uh, kids in the school that are finding their identity in what they do, and they're kind of a little standoffish when it comes to the idea of a retreat that might seem a little soft for them or something like that, and it's always uh, a joy for me to whenever they get off the bus to be like, that's, that's exactly the group I want, you know? And um, it, it's, it's funny because the Lord has been so good to me in being able to minister uh, inside and outside of the church to, to groups like that. And what I would say is when it comes to individuals in the world, right, so we're living in a world that has a strong culture, um, a culture that's going the opposite way that our faith goes, but we always have to remember that he who is living in us is greater than he who is in the world. And there's a culture that the church can carry that's actually the remedy to all the problems that we're finding in the world. So how do we meet young people where they're at and draw them into something like camp? Well, we meet them where they're at. So on all the social media accounts, we have um, the ability to engage young people in a narrative that's different than what they're usually engaged in. And so if they're on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or you know, whatever it might be, TikTok, you'll find things from Damascus there. Because what we want to do is we want to go into the places where the world's speaking a certain message and speak the message of Jesus Christ, the greatest story that's ever told. And we have an amazing team that is really relevant, but the pictures and videos and testimonies that they upload are just second to none in the church today. And so if you ever are interested in looking at that, you can find us at Damascus Mission on Instagram, and you can find us at Damascus and Catholic Youth Summer Camp on Facebook, if you're listening today, and then on TikTok, the same thing, uh, Damascus Mission. And you'll, you'll find in that the, the presentation that we give to the world of what we do as Damascus. And I think that, that when we meet people where they're at and we just speak a better word, it gives them an intrigue and a curiosity that we can then capitalize on when they get here. What would you say some of the challenges are for young people right now? Like, what are the things they're grappling with in their life that are obstacles for them seeing Christ? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the primary one that comes to mind when you ask that question is identity. I think our entire world is in an identity crisis. I think that we're looking for identity in, in so many different pockets, but the last place that we're looking is is the most foundational place for it, and that's in the faith that a lot of these young people have been raised in, that some have left, some have allowed their hearts to fall callous towards it. But, but really, when I see young people, I see people that are um, just younger versions of me looking for an identity that is uh, rooted and grounded on rock and not in sand, something that will stand the test of time. And so whenever we're speaking identity to young people, whenever they come to retreats with us, whenever our missionaries get here the first quarter of formation they have them on identity, that we're primarily sons and daughters of a father who loves us. And the father looks at us, he sees a unique, specific, and unrepeatable image of his son. And that gives us such amazing uniqueness. We don't have to find our uniqueness in giving ourselves a new identity expression. Our uniqueness is in the fact that I'm a unique son of a Heavenly Father who, when He looks at me, put an aspect of His Son, Jesus, in me that no one else carries, and the world deserves to be able to see that aspect of Jesus. And so um, that's what we want to speak to the the young generation and to uh, all those who are willing to listen. What kind of messages do you put out there on social media? Like, what? It, how do you present it so that they can actually pay attention to it? Yeah, so it's uh, it, it, it's very um, well done. So, like, just aesthetically and things like that, it's really beautiful. But in addition to that, we just have really powerful um, preaching and um, and praise and worship here at Damascus that we capture snapshots of. 
We also have just powerful experiences on retreats where young people encounter the Eucharistic Lord, and our media team's phenomenal at capturing that and putting it onto the social media platforms in a way that really intrigues the heart and, and brings the mind to wonder what exactly is happening in that room. And, that, and that's the curiosity. You know, like we've always been called in the Christian faith to wonder and awe. When we wonder and when we awe, we encounter the Lord. Brad, uh, referrals for things like this are always uh, important and a big deal. Uh, yeah. I'm assuming your referral rate runs pretty high from kids that have gone to the camp. And secondly, uh, what's the return rate? And is there a return option? If you went one summer, can they go again? Is there a different program? How does that work? Definitely. That's a great question. So, yeah, the referral uh, program is obviously huge because we teach the young people that come here that they're not simply called to receive, but they're called to give. So they're the evangelists who go out for us speaking the good news of what Jesus did in their lives. And a lot of times they bring multiple friends the following summer. And uh, to your question on, like, how do we tend to the people who are veterans who have been to camp a number of times, our camp actually has a six-year rotation that handles all different um, themes. And those themes are amazing, like sourcing some of our faith being the Eucharist, Mary, how to be a saint. We have different themes that we go um, on a six-year cycle for. So you can come sixth grade all the way through senior year and be edified each year as a young person. And you, you mentioned that some of those hard-edged souls are the ones that end up yeah. like being transformed and becoming leaders. That's right. And and so what is it like for you when you see that, that conversion, that metanoia in the eyes of yeah. some of these young people that you're working with? It must be an exciting moment. Yes, I love that word, right? And met, metanoia means um, repentance, but it also means to turn, right? To, turn, to, to change your mind, to turn your mind. And when we change our mind, we actually live a different life. And so it's so beautiful to see these young people who have been given natural gifts, where people follow them. They've been given natural gifts that are going to send them into amazing stratas in the, in the, in the world. Um, and to see them give their lives to Jesus and recognize that Jesus isn't wanting to take anything from them. He's just wanting to transform everything about them. Think about um, Simon, Andrew, James, and John, right? They were fishermen. And when Jesus encounters them, he doesn't say, you can't be fishermen anymore. He says, I'm going to make you fishers of men. He doesn't even take away a single syllable. Jesus doesn't want to take from us. He wants to transform. And he wants to transform their hearts so they can use those gifts in a different way. He wants them to do what they're already doing, but to do it for him. That's right. And he gives them a purpose, a direction, mm -hmm. a, a light in the path. So that is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Anything else before we end this segment today that you want to shout out to our listeners today? Yeah, I, yeah, I'm just so grateful for the ministry that y'all are doing. If, if anyone's listening and they're interested in what we do at Damascus, they can find us at damascus.net or at cyfc.com, and that'll take them into our, our summer camp programming and show them a little bit more about what we do. But I'm really grateful for what you guys are doing. Uh, the real presence of Jesus in the church is what's going to bring solution to the world. So thanks for your ministry, and thanks for having me today. Thank you, Brad. It's been a pleasure to hear about Damascus Missions and what you're doing for youth. It's an important work, and I hope some of our listeners today will take you up on that offer to seek you out. And have a blessed Advent on this beautiful, joy-filled Gaudete Tuesday. Uh, yeah, thank same to you, Roxanne. Thank you again, Brad, and then go Buckeyes. Amen. Thank you, Wayne. All right. Well, we're at the end of our show here. We just have a little... Oh. Uh, a few things we want to talk about. Um, we do want to go to the technical director, and we'll we'll do that right now, and then we'll see okay. if you have some things to add there, Wayne. Sure. Go you ahead, bet. Rachel. On the next for Presence Live Wednesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, Heather Carroll is your host, <clears throat> coming to you live from the Mustard Seed in Sioux Falls. 
And she'll be speaking with Nicholas Curley from Gillette, Wyoming, about the Roman Catholic Church and the Byzantine Rite, as well as Advent traditions in the church. This and more is coming on the next Door Presence Live Wednesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you. All right, Wayne, I'm going to let you have the last couple minutes. Thank you, Roxanne. (laughs) First of all, thank you. This was uh, such a uh, pleasure to work with you today. I knew that coming in. Roxanne, yesterday when he talks about, do you want to leave? I said, absolutely not. Uh, She's the professional and and proved out today. So thank you for this opportunity to work with you, Roxanne. Uh, And that does lead me into uh, just a a, call it a commercial, if you will. Uh, Roxanne's time, so much of the time of Real Presence Radio staff is volunteer. We do have paid staff, certainly. uh, And like with any business, we get towards the end of the year, and I have the pleasure, uh, uh, honor of serving in the board of directors. So I see the daily challenges, the financial side of things. And everything that you heard today, the two hours, didn't cost you anything. Uh, you got to turn on your radio to whatever AM, FM signal that you got, and there was no charge for that. And we're happy to do that. We have costs here. Uh, our average uh, monthly costs and operations is $219,000, Roxanne. Uh, average hourly cost, $305. That's transmitters, towers, people, equipment, all that kind of thing. And, you know, when you get done here, I know when I get in my car, I'll turn on Sirius XM radio. And tonight when I get home, I might want to watch a Christmas movie on Netflix. I'm paying for all of those things, 5 6 7 8 9 $10 a month. We'd like to ask all of the listeners to give very careful consideration to a small donation. Uh, the, the XM radio is $10 a month. It's $120 a year. Think about that. Maybe a donation in the name of your kids, your grandkids. We could certainly use the help. Go to realpresenceradio.com or give us a call, 877-795-0122. And thank you in advance for that consideration. Thank you and God bless. And happy Advent, everyone. Be safe. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.